What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Turn for Two. This is Rob. And this is Anthony. And today, this is our special holiday episode. Yes, Merry Christmas to all of you out yes. there who celebrate that holiday. Um, we are the Happy nightmare. Boxing Day for yep. our Canada people. Which um, there are 11% of, so... Yes, hey, we'll take that. <laughs> um, I hope you guys got everything you wanted and everything was wonderful for you. Got a lot of Lorcana, hopefully. If, I, if every pack you opened had an Enchanted, that would be the best, yep. and I hope that for you. Um, that's, it's exciting. We made yeah. it. So this uh, third eight. of the year, quarter yeah. of the year that we've been doing this and, uh, episode eight, I think. Yep. Right? Yeah. So eight weeks. Oh, that's not math. That's not quite a quarter. Of the year. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm happy where we're at. It's two months in. So, uh, happy two month happy anniversary two month, yeah. co-host. Um, but we can talk about your big thing that I talked about last that's week. That's true. So, uh, what he is referring to here is I got the invite from Amazon yep. to buy a box at cost, not at cost, which is at uh, retail. retail, which was funny. Cause I got, when I left for the city, so I was in the city, uh, what would it be from recording a couple days ago now? Yeah. And when I was, we we're on the train, I'm looking, I'm clearing all my notifications from overnight and it's like, Oh, more Amazon invites went out. And it's like, Oh, that's cool. I was like, hopefully Rob gets his. And then when we were, I was in Nintendo, that's when I got your text and I was like, nice. Yeah. And then my box actually came on the 22nd. Which how was, was out the draft we did out of that box? Oh, that was great. Well, you got your box. We don't have to draft out of it now. So uh, he unceremoniously <laughs> tore through his box and then went to bed. Yeah. As opposed to some really sick drafting we could have done. Because that box was good. That, that was a good. cracked that box. Been a really good draft box. Yeah. Uh, but I'm happy for you. You got yeah. good stuff. And I'm hoping yours is the same way. I'm hoping mine is the same, if not better. I will take the same, though. That was That's a solid box. Um, tell me a couple of things you got. Yeah, so we got a shiny fairy godmother. Yeah. Legendary fairy godmother. Legendary fairy godmother. A Cinderella that flew right out of my hands into Rob's. That's actually my deck right now. Yeah. yeah that was a quick trade. Um, three drop Pinocchio, or yeah. three uh, turn for three Pinocchio. You got your seventh bell. My seventh bell. Seventh or eighth, I think. Yeah, I think it's seventh. <laughs> so that is your beast. That's my beast. Your beast, yeah. relentless. That's really funny. Well, uh, anyway, it was a really red, good box. Another red scar. Oh, that's right. That's I think right. that's the probably my top things that yeah. I got out of that. Oh, and the silver Tremaine. And which... some really so solid Chinese, yes, too. Nice I just trade a few of those out as yep. well. So, uh, hoping to have my same box. I will report that I, however, 100%, as much as I don't like to use that phrase, will be drafting out of that yes. box. So, if I don't have people to draft that box, will remain closed on my computer desk waiting <laughs> until that time happens. Uh, because that's that's the excitement of this game, in my opinion. I mean, I love to play the game in general, yeah. but I just the, it's a good the thought game. processes you have to to come up with for draft are are crazy. And yeah. I, I will give a few shout outs actually for some very interesting uh, draft combination cards that I had completely flew under my yeah. radar. Speaking of that phrase, uh, that have manifest while we were playing, and um, when we get to the sort of maybe maybe a cooking time, yeah. we can talk about a yep. couple of those little pieces there. All right, so moving on to Stonk Review, uh, set one has all gone down. Uh, yeah, a bit. Yeah, it's all gone down a bit, but it's all, especially enchanted for set one are all starting to stabilize. And... Yeah, so I would say the, the regular cards are down about 10%. Yep. Um, not significant at this point. That's, you know, a dollar for most cards, and you know, $2 here and there. Yeah. Um, 
so that's easy to trade, which you're not feeling like you're losing yep. value. So everything there feels feels more fair. Yeah, and also everything's still getting reprinted. Uh, Shop Disney on the 21st had a big restock, and yeah. I was actually in the city on the 22nd, which I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And as I showed you, the Disney store had a ton of starter decks and a bunch of yeah. set one gift collections. Lots, like a wall, like a whole wall full whole so, display. Yeah, yeah. So I also met someone there that i promoted the podcast to so yeah if you are listening Thanks for listening if yes. you are uh, um but i mean it was just nice to be able to see someone like be like yeah i'm interested in getting into the game be able to just talk to them and be like this game is really fun yeah. it's definitely a game you should pick up and play yeah and it's so easy to pick up and play and yes. with that kind of accessibility that's really, yes really which good. is what we want which is what everyone wants so the fact that they are continually as they promised and said they were going to printing set one into yep. the ground those cards are still going to drop in value. They're not going to go significantly lower right. until they just keep printing and printing and printing. You can just buy 10 packs whenever you want in any store. Right. Then maybe they'll go even more. I feel like they're getting to the point where there's not much lower they can go. It's just like any other card game now yeah. where cards are available. And just you can buy thousands of packs of Pokemon, but Iono still are $90. Yep. You know what I mean? So those sorts of things are still going to keep the game healthy. That's what I think is one of the in, the indicating factors yeah. of a healthy game where, oh, this particular meta game is going really well, so these couple yeah. cards shoot up in value. Right. You want that, or otherwise every time you open a pack, it's like, oh, I'm just losing money. Right. Um, so I also think that people are going to slow down on buying them. And yes. I hope that all those scalpers got effed by the, the fact that they did manage yeah. to print these things back so fast. Yeah, and I mean, I think I was... I digress there. I was thinking about that the other day, too, with, like, Pokemon. It's like, Pokemon booster boxes are MSRP 164. Hmm. It's just one of those things that it's like... When you really sit back and look, like, most local game stores are starting to sell them for 120, especially because they get so many, like... Lorcana could get to a point like that, especially with yes, set one. I think they will absolutely. get to a point where you can get a booster box for 140 at and, retail. And even after a while, especially when they have more stock and it's like stuff sitting on shelves, it'll yeah. go down to 130. And, yeah. And then you could just be like, hey, guys, let's just pick up a box and do a big draft. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt, you know? Yeah. Uh, but to, to your end there, I can buy pokemon boxes for 90 bucks right, online 95 exactly. bucks online i realize that's not going to my lgs but i'm not going to spend 35 more right. dollars on a box when i can get it for that much cheaper that's right. like I'm, I'm a consumer too so right. um i i always say support your lgs i think that's fantastic and i always do right except for in this instance where if i'm going to buy that much bulk at once i'm going to save that kind of money right uh and i and to that end i feel that um we'll set there this, yeah this, it, two's almost there yeah uh, but I feel like they're going to slow down on that because they got to start printing three and then four and so on. Um, but one is always. I'm just shocked two has lasted this long. That's true. Which they, like we said before, they didn't really say they were printing more of it, but we can you can tell me they were going to. I mean, the fact that Amazon's still sending out invites and still having these boxes, it's also kind of showing like it's keeping people in it longer. It's like okay, we can wait. We might get another invite. We might get another invite. Yeah, that's true. So it just gives and and also. I'm sorry. All the set one stuff still getting printed. Like it, at least it makes it like okay. I don't feel like when I see packs on the shelves, I have to buy them anymore. It's like mm. cool. They have Lorcana. Like let me text my friends who want Lorcana who yes. don't have any. It's like yes. I no longer feel like oh, it's Lorcana might be the only chance I get to buy these cards. Exactly. And to the other point you were making a little bit before, uh, I got the invite and I immediately bought the box. Right. I have pretty much what I need out of set two. Yeah. Um, barring a few pieces, I still need a Cinderella. But I ended up buying the box anyway. Right. So I'm excited about just 
drafting yeah. out of this box. You know that's one of my favorite things yeah. to do in all games, and this is still the best draft yeah. game. We've had this conversation. I mean, if we ever go to Zombie Planet, ask anyone, hey, what do you remember about Robin Larkana? He likes to draft yeah. it. <laughs> the one week you're in the city was the one week we didn't draft Larkana. I know, and I also probably won't do it next week because I feel like I've been like, getting like, draft! <laughs> it's just exciting to do it. <laughs> um, but that being said, with access to a box like that right. and be like hey let's the four of us get together let's yep. draft out of the box and if you want you can just buy the packs right because i don't feel like oh I, i'm not really gonna be able to get any more of these yeah. i want to kind of build up my we collection like, right and you could go like hey you can call josh and dave since they're starting to get back into their yeah. we, we got dave into the game for christmas it was a yeah. christmas gift to him and josh is just getting in getting back into it after yeah. being away from it and it's like hey you guys want to split this box i spent you know 160 probably 156 it's, one, I it's i don't care about taxes 143 yeah 143 we split it four ways and we all get packs and we draft it's yeah like, yeah that's, that's, fun. that's a lot of fun right you can make a very big draft out of it yeah. everybody gets six packs which i think is actually the way it's supposed to probably. be done most times the, people do it with four because then you only you have and with Larkana, you don't have to work but yeah i think with more packs to it gives you more options. It's like instead of just being like, all right, 48 cards, let me pull eight out and just work with whatever I grab. It's exactly. like, okay, yes, strategically grab cards, but now it's like you have to take some of these really good cards out. Now yes. what do you do? That interests me in the way that it allows people and everybody that's playing, I get to see what they're doing and my, yep. my thought process are, okay, here's five good cards I don't have room for right. because I already have you know 39 other good cards. Yeah. Which of these do I take out or what to keep and what to kind of pitch yeah. or to build up strategies where it's like, okay, I can run a dwarf deck right. because I have so many now. Yeah. Or I can get that synergy to go. Right. And like we're going to talk about in cooking time, a couple of those ones I saw in some yeah. of the draft synergies, you would have the opportunity to do these on a regular basis. Yeah. I can run five Wimpod in the deck <laughs> if I run one Galizapod. Exactly. With that, we're going to move right on to meta-analysis, where uh, not a lot has happened since we last recorded on Monday. Um, There's not been a lot of big tournaments. Also, it's that holiday, holiday time. Week, People yeah. aren't going to be going out for big tournaments when they are busy doing holiday things, most likely. Important things with their family, you know? Most likely, right? Yeah. Um, but there was a decent-sized tournament, 42 players. Yep. Uh, that was on 12 18 23. It was actually the day after we did our last cast, yep. I believe. Uh, called the Quibbles Lorcana Win a Case Tournament. Quibbles. Uh, the organizers, Quibbles TCG. It was uh, the day so before. Shout out to them, I suppose. Um, the winner was a Steel Song list entitled Song of My People, but there is a in ink. ink in apostrophes in the middle, so I don't know if it's of my pink people, of my pink eeple. I'm not sure, but either way, fun name. By Samuel, quote unquote, Howdy Partner, mm. uh, Steel Song Flute. So let's see, it's right here. Yep. When you see this, what do you say? There's a difference or something that you think is interesting about it? Uh, interesting. I wouldn't say, well, I guess it's not interesting because you play it, but I would say the doc is a little out there. I'm not used to seeing doc in lists other than yours. <laughs> I think doc is a fantastic card. Yeah. I don't understand it in. Uh, Steel song? I'm trying to figure out what you're trying lantern. to... So my guess is... There's nothing even that expensive other than the four-cost Cindy. Cindy, which you can evolve from the two-cost... Excuse me. Seven shift cost. That from the from... other yeah. Cindy, which he doesn't run the gray Cindy. No. Um, I also find interesting a one-of 
A, that it's a one of, because I think that is ridiculous. But again, this is another first place list with a one of, so maybe I'm doing something wrong. Uh, the Ursula's Shell Necklace, I have never seen in a deck ever. It's bad. I mean, it's not great. It's just, I guess, if you have... It's, I, if you have a lot of uninkable space, I suppose. Well, 4, 8, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. I feel like you don't. I mean, okay, to me, it's if you have that one extra lore or ink, you can burn to draw a card, but it's like, I don't think I want to do that to draw a card. I would rather fill it with another song. Like, you're only running eight songs. Oh, no, eight. There's, uh, no, never there's mind. plenty of songs. Yeah, it's because they put those there for yeah, some reason. that's eight, and that's 12, 12. and that's 16. Yeah. Just quote-unquote low. low for Steel Song. Right. Uh, but again, first place is first place. Uh, it's also a whole new world. So, 20. oh, okay. There's the twenty. Okay, so it's an interesting build. I yeah. like the idea of trying new things. I, mean, I think Ursula's Shell Necklace, when you're playing a song every turn, draws you an extra card. That's really good. Yeah. I just don't know why the one up. Take take something else out if that's the case. Uh, and Sleepy Smooth's fantastic. We learned about that, but a lot of lists are not running it. And actually, yeah. there was a couple other Steel songs in this top eight. Yeah, which the one up. other shocking thing is. Steel Song was top both top four decks, so three and four. But until you get to top eight, you don't see a single uh, red purple bounce, and you do not see any red blue bounce in this tournament. Yeah, or at least in the top sixteen. There's not in the top. No, this only goes to the top. The top, oh. the top seven, actually, because this top sixteen is an honorable mention as per request. But it is an absolutely basic list, and I'm not going to speak about it. Um. So the regular bounce is where, it and I believe that's probably fifth place, the yep. way that they wrote it, is the first one. Let's, again, let's take a look at that one, see what is in there, if it's just straight up regular bounce. Um, I, one of Elsa. Don't like that. Um, the one of Tremaine is all only reason it's like, okay, it's just because it's, it's a shift target, target. You have it. I don't know, I don't understand a one of in anything, but there's one, two, three, four, five, six one ofs in this deck, which is mind-boggling. So I think regular bounce would be a misnomer. Uh, Purple Ooh. Dragon, I like that. I still play two. <laughs> Dedicate <laughs> some cards. Um, there's plenty of cheap things in here, I'm going to assume. Let's see. Some one Mini Mouse, some one Olaf. Olaf, for the people who can pronounce things correctly. Seven, I guess, there. The two-cost Pinocchio, which needs to be in everyone. There should be more of that. There's only one in that deck. There's too. only one. So there's not that many easy, easy bounce. So, well, it's still a crazy card. I also love how the only expensive thing on that list that pops right off the edge <laughs> is the $30 Maleficent Monsters dress. Car at 11 is not bad. Uh, it's an interesting list, actually. I, I, yeah. I would not call this regular bounce. Um it takes up a lot of screen. And a, a hard four of Yzma is interesting to me. And four of Lady Tremaine. I mean, I play four of Lady Three Tremaine. Dragon. Three three prepareds. I guess that's not. That's also not normal. I used to only run three prepareds, but it's just so important. Four Goat. Is there four Goat? They also run the Crab and the Rabbit. I like the Crab a lot. I don't like the Rabbit. Rabbit does not impress If me. the Rabbit was inkable, I'd be fine with it. I think sure. It'd be it would be much more expensive if it was inkable. Uh, it's, people do lots of good things with it, but whenever somebody plays a rabbit, I'm like, okay, so you're not really putting a threat on the board. And you're you're drawing some cards. That's good. It also only turns for one, so it's not a threat. Right. So I, I don't even care. They have to send it at one of my things that yeah. I'm busy turning with. Um, 
But okay, interesting build for fourth place. But that, or excuse me, fifth place. That was the closest that. Uh, uh, I want to say it correctly. Ruby Amethyst. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Ruby Amethyst bounce made it. I think that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, that may be a, a meta shift there. Um, so we let's. I really do want to talk about the most. However, is second place in this tournament. You're very excited. For I this am. Time. I think this is a really cool. This is. Mufasa Murder Mystery. You know I love alliteration, and yeah. that is a fantastic name because the whole point of this is to just keep killing Mufasa. also Mufasa. Like Mufasa. Yeah, that's one of my favorite cards. Uh, Kurt Spies? 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 Spies. Like Spies. It looks like Spies. Spies. Or Spice. Spies and Weiss. Either way, Kurt, congratulations on this one. I love this. Such an It's It's just really cool. All right, so I'm just going to quickly go through all the cards in it. Three Doc. Doc is fantastic. For Lady Tremaine, we already talked about why Lady Tremaine is useful. You can even banish your own move. I oh, can't banish your own move. <laughs> you're, you're just continually con doing board control. Lantern to make things cheaper. Maleficent, because you want Mufasa to pop into a Maleficent, feels real nice, unless there isn't a target for Maleficent to hit. Then you just have a 7-5 dragon turns for two. Two Maui is a little interesting. That's a low, lower than I would think, but I guess it's not what you're kind of looking for, and also not something you want Mufasa to pop into. Yep. Minnie Mouse. Uh, it's three cost, the evasive one. Uh, you do a lot with that. You have teeth and ambitions to kind of use off of it. It also turns for two. It does turn for two. I think that's a really good card. I may even put more of that in there in my personal. I'm going to adopt some. I was going to say, this just looks like a list you you were going to run. It's something, I, it's something I've already kind of already been putting together because the Rapunzel Mother Gothel package. Um, I have bells in mind because uh, I, there's so many things that are getting damaged in here. So many legendaries in the deck. Um, so yeah, there's the four Rapunzel, the four <laughs> Mufasa, four Mother Gothel, two Radigan is an interesting play. And that's a card that I've been using a lot in draft. It does a lot of really important things. Um, it can exert when it comes into play, which is a very powerful ability, which is why I run the Pinocchio. Yep. Um, but it also does the LeFou readying thing. Right. And it also turns for two. Like It has a lot of really good value. Yep. And um, it's uninkable, though. But as we counted while we were trying to figure this out, there's six, 12, 12, excuse me, 12 <laughs> uninkables in here. So that fits nicely if you can yeah. make that work. And I think they, the deck we were talking to, the stitch, I don't think the stitch, they don't need the stitches in there. You could probably run the LeFood, like you just said, that readies your stuff. Not that yeah. you need it. Or, so there's, um, yeah, there's there's four stitch and four rockstar stitch. You could probably I just run don't the, see the point. You could run four LeFood and four of the scar. Another <laughs> legendary scar. in the deck. <laughs> That's also uninkable. Why do you... Is he? Oh, he is an incubator. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but also he's just one of those things like you, it's not a deck that runs be prepared, but at least it handles board control. I suppose. And it's like you want Mufasa to die, but you also, if you don't have Mufasa out, like hitting a scar off of Mufasa feels good because it has rush anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's like you'll if you can kill it with the teeth and ambitions, pop out scar, it's like, okay, white board. Sure. I just, I, I agree with you that Mufasa needs some targets. Yeah. So at five cost, you want to get something that is at least similarly valued when it takes something off the top. And I don't see a lot of that in here. I see the Lady Tremaine, the Maui, Mufasa, Radigan. I wouldn't be sad about a Rapunzel if I had if I could draw some cards right. off of her, but that's that's an iffy one. The six cost Snow White, which I'm about to talk about. I really like that. Um, I, I'm not sold on Stitch at all, but again, six cost, so you can get some value out of that. The five cost Queen. I like the Queen package. I think it's just good if you're going to be playing Amber. That's just a, yep. a payoff card. But then it hurts to get some of that stuff like Mother Gothel, where it's like, okay, here's three damage, which is nice if you have two Mufasas. It's Mother Gothel, then Rapunzel. Yeah, so you always got to, you can't control what's on the top in this color, so you just have to get lucky. 
Uh, I just would like to see some more things that maybe cost a little bit more. Yeah. I, I don't want to change the curve too much, but maybe have a little uh, more ideal targets and exciting things to hit. But again, second place is nothing to sneeze at. Ditch the stitch. <laughs> Ditch the stitch. Yeah, I'm, I don't... I don't disagree with that. I really used to love Stitch Rockstar. It turns for three, and that is really what it does. I, I have not been... The ability is so infrequently used. Especially, oh, you're going to put a Mother Gothel and then turn her sideways so somebody can plink her for a one. As someone who loves Stitch, too, it's just not worth it. Like, no. Stitch is probably my favorite Disney character. Yeah, love I'm seeing him. That. It's just like, it's not... Even Surfer Stitch is at the point for me where it's like, okay, cool, he draws you cards when he comes into play. Yeah, that was one of the cards I was thinking it would be a nice Mufasa target. Yeah. Um, it's also it only costs one more than the rock star and at least at that point you're going boom seven cost draw cards and now you know next turn you have an eight bot i would like that's not bad i would like to see some be prepareds in here you know what yeah. feel, feels good about having playing red is playing be prepared and it doesn't hurt to play be prepared when you have a mufasa or two in play imagine you have two mufasa you be prepared you start with two and things, you in, play. Two things in play that's pretty yummy yeah. Um, so I'm going to take some of the ideas here uh, and, and make some adjustments as well. But uh, this is a really cool list. That's why I was excited to talk about it. Yeah. So as far as um, tournaments go, this is really all that's happening. Yeah, that makes much. sense. Again, there's not going to be probably much for between this week and next no, week. Again, because of the holiday season. Yep. Um, that being said, I've been playing a decent amount of ladder and I got to tell you what I have been seeing a ton of is aggro. Yeah. I have seen so many one cost Lilos and one cost Maleficies just littering the board and it, it's frustrating. <laughs> That's why the, when we go to cooking time, I'm going to be talking about a lot of steel lists. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's oppressive. It's, we talked about it before. I thought it was a good, uh, idea or direction to go in. But, oh my god, if I see another <laughs> turn like one Milos? Lilo or another turn one. And they don't even usually have the Simba because Simba, they're like, I don't care. I'm just going to keep dropping things. You have to keep killing them every turn. So you, you just pay for cards that count. I turn it once and get more. Like, that's you, the entire you don't, crux of the deck. Do you miss my Lilo into... I almost do. Lilo into Simba into Cheshire into like Rapunzel to heal the Cheshire into something five cost. I do miss. Into Kuzco or into Maximus back in the good old days. Those were the good old days way back when. When you knew exactly what I had in my hand without me even saying it. Because it was the same setup every time. (laughs) Um, It's interesting. I play an aggro list like I said myself, uh, but I would say of the... I don't know, 20 or 30 games that I've got to squeeze in over the past uh six days or so um probably 30 40 percent of those were against aggro um but i have a lot of steel lists if we go to my decks just for giggle oh this is my decks one two three four five six seven eight of my 15 decks are steel yeah so they do well against that i'm not really scared about it oh yeah rise of the sump pump also (laughs) steel um, so I, I, I'm, I'm very excited about the fact that that's becoming bigger because what I have been really crafting and working with all has yeah. the kill spells for that. Um, I'm, I'm happy about it. Yeah. And with that, uh, let's get into cooking time. So the first thing that I have recently been working on, this is, I said, the deck we were going to talk about this week and so here it is this is uh emerald steel discard with a chipmunk yep (laughs) that's what it's called Uh, crazy discard strats bro you know it seems like a rick and morty kind of thing to say (laughs) 
Uh, so the whole point of this deck is to discard and control. It's emerald and steel, so you have the discard, and the steel does the killing of things. Um, I started it really low to the ground, and then I just ended up curving out. As you can see, there's a perfect sort of drop-off curve on this. Lots of twos, a little bit less threes, a little bit less fours, five, six, seven, and so on. Uh, so I don't know if this is the final build, but I really like the way it's landing. Yeah. The whole point of this is to try and start with the Bucky. Yeah. Uh, this is a similar build to what we were talking about with Matt a few weeks yeah. ago. Uh, Bucky is a 1-1 one, one for 2 with Ward. But he says, whenever you play a Floodborne character, each opponent chooses and discards a card. So that's your one of your primary discard engines. Now, it is a 1-1. One, one. It's easy to kill. Uh, but it has Ward. So you just leave it there. You don't turn with it. You just kind of leave it there. Make them have to have some sort of board wipe to take it down. Yeah. Uh, what you get out of that, however, is a lot of passive discard you don't even think about. So at four, there are two cards from the new set that are Floodborne. The first one is Jafar Dreadnought, which is a card I've already been using in a lot of decks yep. anyway. Um, he is a 3-4, if you guys don't remember, shifts for two. During your turn, whenever he banishes another character, you get to draw a card, uh, which I found is actually only on your turn, which is sad. I thought that was just in general, which would have been a little bit better. <laughs> uh, but still, it is a four cost that does that. The other four cost that does that, I don't have in the deck right now, but that's Donald Duck. So that's two four cost that's a lot of options at a cheap cost that'll yeah. allow you to get a free discard. But after that, I put in uh, a, just a package of them. I have the Emo Beast. I have Tinkerbell Giant Fairy, which everybody knows I love, and Cinderella Stout Heart. All the cards that you love are in here. Nice. And they're all Floodborne. So you just are, you have a good late game. You are disrupting in the beginning with your discard. And guess what I put in? This little piece Broken of card. something. Bibbidi bobbidi boo made it into this deck. Uh, you know what's really broken. cool is Bibbidi bobbidi boo when Lucifer sings it. This cat can sing bibbidi bobbidi boo And guess what happens? He bounces and puts himself back into play. <laughs> it's, I've done it a couple of times. It is Nobody is expecting it. Uh, it's very, very, very fun. There's not a ton of come-into-play abilities that you can you use with this. Um, there is Benja to destroy some items. You can, I guess you could do the two-cost Cinderella to filter your hand. But the other one that's really super fun to do, Tinkerbell. So, Two damage to everything. Exactly. There's a lot of interesting little things. I am still working on it. There's, there are tweaks to the list. But uh, the power of discard is real, and I think people are starting to solve it. I'm not saying it's me, but I think it's very interesting where you can go with it. Yeah. The prints I have right now, the 1-3 bodyguard. bodyguard resist one, uh, is kind of a placeholder. I'm not exactly sure, but it's been working pretty well in in the matches that I've been playing. Yeah. Daisy Duck was added to my original frog row the green gray yep. beast deck that i built because that card is just really good and it's obviously good in the discard engine. yeah and just for uh giggles we also have prince john to draw you some cards yeah of those discards so um, no whole new world no whole new world because you know how much i hate that card and i don't it's only necessary when it's necessary this is your whole new world yeah prince john so if you whole new world with prince john yes that can get really silly that being said, I'm just happy to draw a couple of cards. I don't need that much. It yeah. pretty much does itself. Uh, Prince John draws cards. The Jafar can draw cards. Beast draws cards. There's plenty of things that are drawing cards. I don't need that terrible card in here. Um, Sudden mean, Chill has been working for me yeah. as well. I used to hate that card. To be fair, I think 
part of running a whole new world isn't for yourself. It's like to mill your opponent out when you can, yeah. especially towards the end of the game when they got 14 cards in their deck and you go, okay, whole new world, get rid of them. There are instances <laughs> where you can use it offensively. I've actually won a game getting somebody out because I played whole new world twice in a turn. Uh, sang it twice. I sang it once and I played it. I hard casted it the second time because he was playing red, blue popsicle oh, and was just drawing, 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 drawing. I'm like, all right, I'm not doing well otherwise. Here's a strategy. And uh, he had a hand, six cards in his hand, whole new world did. I played uh, one card down, did a, another whole new world, a whole new whole new world. And he had two cards left in deck. And that was a lot of fun. So nice. I, I see you can do some things in that regard, but I hate Bad. that card and I'm glad that it's not in this build. But <laughs> it's something that's worth playing if you guys are interested to it. Uh, I have it on Dreamborn. I can put it up as it's currently private because I just always do that. I don't know why. I don't want people stealing my beautiful. I was gonna say I think I Dreamborn. We should make a turn for two account so we can put all of our decks on there That's for people. Um, we'll have I, that up by next week. You show me what to do, and I'll yep. give you all my lists as well. Uh, I will take anybody's constructive criticism. I tell me what I'm doing right. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. I want to make this deck better. Um, but uh, tell me about yours. Yeah. So mine this week is, it's a short segment, but it's uh, green-blue, so getting to run Pete and more things always feels good. <laughs> I knew you loved um, But this is just like, it's a quick ramp deck. It's a deck that our friend that we play Larkana with, Josh, mm -hmm. uh, it's his deck, but it's with some changes that I would like to make to the deck. Mm -hmm. uh, it runs a lot of good cards. It runs a lot of stuff with Ward, but not everything has Ward, so I'd like to throw Ariel, or not Ariel, oh. Aurora in here. Because you already run the Cogsworth, so giving things resist and ward feel really good. Okay. Um, being able to ramp yourself to where you want to be and then having your Hades and Genie on the jobs for board control and just not being able to target them, especially you put Hades or Genie in and they can't get rid of it. Okay. Having, you know, Lady Tremaine or be prepared or something. Um, you know, it's got the five cost Maleficence that, um, the three, six, my the favorite three, one, six, the, one oh, from your, the box that you have two I love of. that card. So um, much. it's got four Gaston in it, which I, that's one of the cards. It turns for three. It's part of the reason it's in there. You also, you know, look at the top three. That might be what I replace Aurora with or, uh, nothing to hide, which is one of Josh's favorite you cards. I love that card. I don't get it. His is more for how he wants to play, which I get it, but I don't. It's like he likes to look at people's hands. It's like, all right, I want to do this and this and this because your hands have this, which I understand. Yeah. But I feel like I'm so much of Lorcana just about right now is just about going in and just like learning their deck as you play. It's like, mm -hmm. sure, you can look at their hand, but it's like, do you really want to waste the one Lord or one ink just to do that? I don't, I, I get that it replaces itself and draws a card. So if you just happen to have one, that's a fine card to play. Yep. So it's just, it really just says, look at your opponent's hand without using a resource other than turning a card. Yeah. So that's interesting enough but you don't know what they're gonna ink you can get an idea of what they have and what they can do to what you have but they're gonna draw a card the next turn that may completely change their entire right. play strategy let alone what you think they're going to do right so i just don't see the value in it with that but he is an excellent player and yeah. he has a lot of interesting ideas perhaps there is some merit to it i yeah. just don't personally see it um i i like this deck this is something you've been excited about yeah um, and I need you to build so we can play it. Yeah, 100%. So my other deck I do actually want to talk about for cooking time is this very silly <laughs> fairy god steel deck. Again, this Trying is another, another yeah. child of Josh uh, that I was talking to him about originally when he was telling me 
how good fairy godmother mystic armorer is. And I said, I think it is. I just don't understand how it goes or anything. He's like, oh, let me tell you. And we started talking about these cheap one costs like the Captain Hook, Pascal. Um, Madame Mim is in this, which we didn't know originally was a card. It's just <coughs> a whole bunch of cheap things that you can chuck right at people's heads with Fairy Godmother. And then get them back to your hand and keep the, keep the ball rolling. Um, it's, a lo- it's very low to the ground. There is only... 12 cards that cost more that cost five or more that's the four very godmothers the four beasts and the four tinkerbell giant Enchanted, fairies enchanted tinkerbells might name obviously because that's the only way you can run that card but the way that it works is you just play cheap threats that kill things until you can effectively draw into fairy godmother and then use fairy godmothers to chuck things at other things very easily um i increased the pinocchio count because i really like when you can exert things that allows the whole point of the deck is to have these attackers and then just cheap value and being able to send something. She gives plus three, right? Yeah. Yeah. So being able to send a four, one Pinocchio at someone because they turned and when they came into play, exactly. So you could just, it, well, you can't, because when he comes into play, you can't use it, but the well, following turn. Oh, I thought it gave him rush with her. No, she doesn't give rush. That's Madame. Mim. Uh, um, but he, a really interesting tech that I'm absolutely stealing from him. Um, is the three cost fairy godmother, which is a three four, which was already in my deck, but I didn't even think about just running the gray Cinderella with it. I just completely discounted the fact that she has this really relevant ability that says whenever you play a character named Cinderella, you may exert chosen characters. So it does the same thing that Pinocchio does whenever yeah. you play a Cinderella after she's in play. And that again turns things around and it's effectively uh, a, I hate to say it, it's a survival card in yeah. that regard. And I did not give her the credit for that because you have, it takes two cards. Right. So that's why it's not a true survival card. We'll talk about the other ones in a minute. Um, I just This deck is a lot of fun. It runs Namari, which is nobody uses, but I, I've been waiting for this card to be broken wide open. And I think being able to attack active things when there's again when there's a fairy godmother in play you turn with the fairy godmother you can swing for five on something with her that is ready so you're just controlling the board and it's got tinks which is great and making tink a seven five (laughs) yes sure you kill another thing and beast can be a ten five right it's the plus seven if he's got and then if he dies for whatever reason he comes you can go right back to your hand you can play him again and then he can start drawing your cards again has a lot of Fun lines of play, but it's effectively a balanced list with the Madame Mims and the fo- the foxes yeah. and the snakes. So there's a lot of sequencing and there's a lot of decision making. Um, but you can effectively just ink six or seven, and you don't need to ink for the rest of the game. So uh, I've been having a lot of fun with this. I wanted to give a shout out to him because yeah. this is mostly his. Um, but it's a lot of fun, and I think that this is very competitive. I've been running it on the ladder. I'm 3-0 with it, which is not a huge sample size. Um, and that was against two uh, aggro lists. So that was their fault for playing aggro. Um, but I did win against a popsicle as well. So um, it does I feel... Oh, I'm sorry, I'm 3-1 because I did lose to a red-purple bounce. I ca- he played uh, back-to-back-to-back be prepared. I was not prepared for the third be prepared. You were not prepared, prepared for to, the first two. You were not prepared to be, be, be prepared. Exactly. Um, but it's been performing really well, and I would suggest uh, giving it a run if you guys are interested. Again, we'll put that up on our Turn for Two account on DreamBoard.inc, so you guys can have access to that. 
So one of our topics today is going to be sequencing. Yeah. We had talked about this as one of the things we wanted to cover. It's it's probably the most important thing in this game other than luck, which is something you can't control or don't have, depending on who you are. If your name starts with an R and to the B, it has an O in the middle of it, and you uh, your name is Rob, yeah. Rohab. Rohab. <laughs> Uh, anyway, sequencing is the order of a yes. Take that from me. The order <laughs> of events of things that you can do in a turn. So yep. in Lorcana, there are effectively five things you can do in your turn in any order, uh, which is turning, which is questing for lore. Uh, you can ink a card. You can play, sing, or shift. All the they all do the same thing effectively. Uh, you can challenge when the opportunity presents itself, and you can use items and abilities. So you can do any of those five things in any order. Yep. The order that you do those things is extremely important in this game to get the best bang for your buck. Um, I have seen a lot of people playing on ladder where I'm just like, oh, if you just would have done this or this first, that would have made such a big difference. And then I could have seen, well, what's the optimized game? Right. Like? But I also see people do things in a different order. I'm like, and I learned from that. So the biggest example I have right now is bounce decks. There are so many key pieces and times, and you, I, I tend to teach you, <laughs> lots of people, you always turn yeah. before you bounce if you're going to do that. Or attack if you need to. If you, wanna, if you need to attack and then bounce, it's always a good idea to do that first. Exactly. You want to do whatever you can do with that character before you bounce it to your hand. Right. Unless it's just, uh, I don't know, I guess, that especially <coughs> if it's a Lilo or a Maleficent or a Pinocchio, and they're just turning and you're bouncing them to your hand. So doing that in the correct order matters. Now, most people, when you're playing, like, oh, can I do that in a different order? They're like, yeah, sure. No. But when you're actually playing, you don't get to. It's like, sorry, you screwed up. That's right. not my fault. Oh, I know. Don't worry. I know. I I know all about screwing up and not being able to take it back. <laughs> and Yeah, well, then you learn from it. Uh, it's it's very, very important. So the thing I, I wanted to bring up was sequencing for the fact of this game. If you sequence wrong, you're going to lose. It's very simple. As I was talking just previously about that uh, amethyst steel list, there's a lot of crucial orders. There's a lot of, okay, I want to attack with the Captain Hook into your Cinderella. Kill the Cinderella. I'll bounce the Captain Hook. I'll play the snake. That's just a turn two play, but that's right. still sequencing. And that's a big play for, I mean, a lot of bounce decks have those big plays too where it's like, you have to know how to sequence. I mean, if you're on turn three or four, you have an Arthur and a goat and you got to do all that stuff. It's like, you need to know what to do first. You don't want to, you know, bounce the goat and then play the goat again and then turn with Arthur and have to bounce the goat. It's like, you want to turn with the goat, bounce the goat, play the goat again, turn with Arthur. Yes. All that fun jazz. Exactly. And that's one of the most important things about that particular deck because if you do it in the wrong order you're not getting any of that value so i did come up with a couple of uh i call them tips take them or leave them um one of them is ink at the last possible moment i see most people at the beginning of the turn they're turning and they're putting ink in if you need the ink to play the card you're about to play or the sequence of cards you're about to play fine but if it's a sequence of cards you still don't need to ink until you play the first card right you play the first card whatever happens happens if you need to play another card, you can still ink and then play that card. It's just keeping options in your hand. Right. And especially when you play cards, like if you play yellow or anything that draws cards, if you're going to do something in your sequence that lets you draw a card, there's no reason you shouldn't be drawing a card before you ink because you could get something you do not need at all. Mm -hmm. You go, okay, I can ink this. I can now save this card for later. That was literally my next concept. Yeah. And I, I, I love that you brought that up 
draw in this game is extremely important yep. and less rare than it was in set one. Still but is kind of rare. It's still pretty rare, and if you're just drawing from the top of your deck, it's rough. But what you are saying is extremely important. If you have cards that you need to play, mm -hmm. you need to make sure that you are playing them in the order of, okay, I want to play this, but I need to ink this. Do I need to ink this? Oh, wait, I'm going to draw cards first. Then I can ink that. Then I can play that card. Right. So you got to know the order that you can do it almost in reverse and then do it. Um, and I'm glad that you said that. The other thing that I was going to say is don't always ink. I've played against a lot of people where they, they have one card, they're just inking it. Yeah. it's They'll ink a three cost, I don't know, I'll, let's find a random three cost on here. Uh, Mickey Mouse, Steamboat Pilot. Sure. And it's a three, four. Okay, if you if they're at six ink, just play the thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Right. It's not I, like when you're at when you're playing Red or something, you have a Maleficent and it's your second turn. It's like, okay, it makes sense to ink that. I've seen people going into like 15, 16 inks. Obviously, this is a blue deck that does it. But why? Yeah. You, you have two cards in your hand. You're not going. Do you have two eight costs in your hand? I don't see why people just constantly, constantly, constantly ink. Double eights. I guess. That's also only 14. I, I just see a lot of over usage of cards like uh, ink, the ink quill. What is it? I'm sorry. Fishbone quill. Fishbone quill. Thank you. Uh, where it's turn nine and they're already at 11 and they're fish boning and inking. It's, I just don't, those are resources you put in the deck to play, not to just right. have the biggest pile of ink. I, that is something I don't understand. So what I was thinking was the, that sort of sweet spot that you can find. Yeah. Uh, I think Emerald Steel, uh, for me, it's like six or seven is really all you need. Um, you know, every once in a while, do you want to play, uh, six cost tank and a three cost Cheshire cat. Sure. So yeah. maybe nine, but I really feel you can run very effectively at six or seven and you have multiple plays that you can do and you're playing something every turn and also holding back cards because right. remember, be prepared as a thing. Yeah. So you don't want to overcommit to the board if you're playing against red, or if you know that there's some sort of sweep strategy going on. Uh, Ruby amethyst, for instance, uh, is another one. I feel that that sweet spot is minimum of seven because you need to get to seven for be prepared. Yeah. But then there is eight for Elsa. There is nine for the dragon. So that is one one. Yeah, sure. You gotta kind of want to ink every turn with that. But that is that color. That right. Is what those colors are about. A uh, steel song is another one. I don't. If you are going seven, above, I think. exactly seven or eight, maybe eight again, just to open up a couple of little lines to of play. play you might not Cindy see. and Alilo. Cindy and Cindy. Yeah. <laughs> or Cindy and Alilo. But you don't need to keep inking. So take the cards that you have and play them. Use right. them to advance your game setting. You don't need to have that much ink. Now, you have to find what that sweet spot is, and the only way you can do that is using your specific deck. Yeah. You'll know, okay, once I get to seven, I can play pretty much everything I need to. I have not needed eight. I have not needed nine. And I think that's a very important thing to fig figure out. Yeah. Um, another thing that I wanted to say as far as quote-unquote tips are concerned, uh, challenge early in the turn. Yeah. I think that if you're going, if you already know you're going to challenge and you already know what you're going to challenge with, it doesn't change from the cards in your hand. You've already made that evaluation. Um, I, it's interesting to kind of just stop combat math from being weird. Do so you understand, okay, I, I'm going to hit this for that much. Either this is going to be dead and I'll know what resources I have. I just feel like if you can come up with an order that's doing it and if you're inking late and you're challenging early, that really only leaves the couple things left for you right. to do in the middle. Um you got to just, it's, and the last thing I want to talk about is to turn or not to turn. That is the question. Whether tis no, but no, okay, I'm not going to do that. Uh, if you care if something dies, 
be careful if you're going to turn it. Yeah. If you don't care if it dies, every single turn, just turn with it. I see people just leave things up. They'll leave um, a... There's a Lilo. No, you have to turn with a Lilo. They'll leave a Captain Hook, like the one cost Captain Hook, again, the one I was using. And they won't turn with it the turn, the first, the second turn that it's in play. So are you really scared I'm going to kill your Captain Hook? I mean, yes, you're not getting the three damage out of him. So sure, if their board state really shows it. But I feel like if you're just getting a little lore early, that that's yeah. helpful. But again, that's deck dependent. I just think that there's some people don't even think about it. They just don't think about inking and they don't think about turning. They don't think of, they just do it. There's right. like an order. They do it every time. And I, I feel like you can get a lot better at the game by that simple change. But that's all that I have to say about uh, sequencing. I think it's really important. Um, it's a much deeper topic. I'm trying to just kind of do surface surface level stuff yeah. here. Uh, but it brings up another topic we'll talk about next week, which yeah. is value, which value matters during sequencing, but that's a whole different concept. Yeah. We'll talk about that next week. And uh, with that, we can get into our final uh, fun little holiday segment here. So for this last little segment that we're going to do here, um, it's going to be kind of guess that quote, guess that flavor text yes. of uh, some Lorcana cards. I'm very excited about this. thought it'd this. be a good way to uh, end out the, is this the last episode of the year? Uh, it's 2000, so seven days from now is the 30th. So, Depends when we cast it, but the next one will not be No, the, so this will come out on Tuesday. Until Tuesday yeah, so the 2nd. So this is the last, the last one of the year. year. Yeah, so. Happy 2023, everyone. Yeah, happy end of 2023. And we'll have a new year, new uh, new something episode. 52 more podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, so we're just going to jump right into this. I've picked out 15 cards of varying difficulty that I... Uh, picked out the other throughout the past week, I think. Yeah, I'm excited. So we're going to just go here and... I did not study. Let me preface this. I could have just gone through all these cards and been like, oh, I know that one, I know that one, I know that one. That is not fun. Also, I don't need to study anymore. Yeah. I'm super over that. <laughs> um, but I'm excited to see what yeah. just... Because I, I have read the flavor text of every card. Yep. But I have not memorized everything. So yeah. I'm excited to see if these things kind of like ring bells or whatever. So we have Jingle three, bells, if you will. We have three lifelines that you can use. One, of, The first one will be what color okay. is the card. Yep. The second one will be what is the describer. So stuff like Storyborn, Floodborn, okay. Hero, Prince, Item, Prince, Princess. things like that. Okay. Um, well, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I should, be, I should be able to guess if it is. Um, and then lastly, if Rob is really that stumped, it will be movie. What okay. movie it is from. Okay. So we'll get right into it with one that I think you should be able to get pretty easily. A Falling Star, I Have to Make a Wish. Oh, that's Lilo. There you go. Okay. That's definitely Lilo. I've read that one multiple times. <laughs> that, was, that was my first play set of foils. Every time someone plays it against you, you should be reading that card. No, I read, okay, where's my nearest one to <laughs> to kill it? Some Sometimes our strength lies beneath the surface, far beneath in some cases. That's hey, hey. That's the line that Mulan says from... Mulan. Mulan. <laughs> Mulana. Mulana. Um, that's what Moana says specifically, and she says it so well. It's like far beneath the surface. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Two uh, for two. Two for two. We got, while you have... Oh, wait. Whoa! Let me just read the text of the uh -oh. A true friend is always there for you, whether you can see them or not. Mm. Here we go. That one stumps me. Got him thinking. Okay. Say it one more time, please. A true friend is always there for you, whether you can see them or not. Jiminy Cricket. 
not. Damn it. Do you want to go through some of the... Let's go lifelines. Right. What color is it? Purple. Oh my god. Well, Jimmy Cricket, I already said it. Oh, actually, I guess one of the other ones we could use before the movie being like the Hail Mary is what set it's from. Okay. Because I, that, okay, I think that, that narrows it down, down in half. Do you want the set first or the... Sure, set me. Set one. Okay. It's purple set one card. Oh, man. All right, give me my next lifeline. It is a Storyborn ally. Ally. So all of these so far describe Jiminy Cricket. I just want to say that. I can give you another hint. Okay. It is a one cost one one that turns for one. A one cost one one that yep. turns for one? Yep. It has to have an ability. Yep. That's what I started reading the first time when I said, well, you have. Actually, let me read its ability. Okay, you might be able sure. To... I'll just... While you have another character in play, this character gains evasive. Pascal? Really? <laughs> oh. That's that. Those are all the descriptors for Jimmy Cricket. <laughs> other than that, okay, got me. I thought he had evasive too. I think he's a one-two though. Jimmy Cricket's a one-two. Right, well, until you hit the one-one, correct? Yeah. Ah, all right. right. I thought I was going to get the whole thing. Now I'm sad. What I believe you were now. trying to say is thank you, Maui. Of course. Now I have to figure out which. It's one of two Maui's. Maui's. The red Maui doesn't have text, so that's got to be the gray Maui. Red Maui has text. It does. It's right there. Oh, it's the bottom of the card. Guess I did not know that one, but I knew it was Maui. That's an obvious one. Nothing says hello better than a fresh baked pie. I agree with that. <laughs> fresh baked pie—that's like a Minnie Mouse thing. Fresh baked pie, like three point one four, or like the <laughs> the food. All right, give me color. Or no, wait, what was the first thing you said? It was color. Said? But I'm going to group color and set together. I think Fine. it's a yellow set two card. Yellow set two card. Pie. Who else makes pies? <laughs> <laughs> Snow White? Yep, Snow White, unexpected house guest. Yes. All right, this is, I'm saving, uh, you know what? This was supposed to be the one that, this should be super easy. I love that. Blank felt quite confused. That, that was it? Blank. No, I just wanted to see if you could get it from off of that. Oh. But I don't see much ink here at all. How could the flood still be changing the ink lens? Things Cheshire Cat. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, all I probably had to read was things are always changing, you know. So if they didn't, that would they, be a change. It would be quite a change if they didn't. Yep. All right. I was That one is one I've read multiple times. I should have got that. I did get it. But, but. It'll do magic, believe it or not. It'll do magic, believe it or not. Is it an item? It's not an item. Do you want me to give you the descriptors for it? Give me the it is an action song. I guess all of the songs are. It's action. a song. Yeah. Oh, I feel terrible now. <laughs> you thought you had an idea, but <laughs> say what was it? One more time. It it'll do magic, believe it or not. I don't know. It is song. a green set two card. Bibbity bobbity boo. <laughs> It'll do magic, believe it or not. Bibbity bobbity boo. Ah, oh, crap. See, it's fun giving you these super playable cards you talk about all the time. I just started talking about this, and to be fair, I have only. I should have known that. That's. I should have known that. I don't have any. I got no excuses. <laughs> I'm afraid that you've gone and upset me. I'm afraid you've gone and upset me. I have no... It is a action. Action. 
It can't. It can't be dragon fire. Nope. Okay, it's because dragon fire should be. <laughs> uh, give me more. What, what did it say on your dragon proxy? My dragon boom. Boom. That's all. That's all. The... Uh, it is a green set two card. A green set two card. One more time with the words. I'm afraid that you've gone and upset me. Does it ring the bell? Okay. That was one of the ones I didn't know the movies from. That I had to look that one That's, up. That's um, Great Mouse Detective. Is a Great Mouse Detective? Yeah. This goes into my top ten most fun things. This goes into my top ten most... Top ten most top fun 10 things. Most fun things. This is one of the ones I'm, I think is going to be a little more. I'm very sad that I don't know any of these today. Or ever. So, it, so so it is a Dreamborn Hero. Ooh, a Dreamborn Hero. I wouldn't classify them as a hero, but go off. Hero Hero is the is the good main guy. protagonist good person in the movie. Which is why I don't think this is a hero, because they're not a protagonist. I mean, they're, I guess they are. You want me to, you know, Give me the quote one more time. This goes into my top ten most fun things. This goes into my top ten most fun things. Yeah, give me more. I got it is a red set two card. A red set two card? Oh, you're really stumping me now. I, I don't know. Give me more. Like this. Uh, wait, wait, is it Scar? Nope. Okay. What else can I give you that's not just... It is a three-cost 1-3 that is inkable. A three-cost inkable 1-3 Turns red. for two. Turns for two? Oh, the... The mini. Yep. Okay. I was going to say, I, if I say evasive, it'll give it away. And yeah. if I say I traded it to you earlier, it'll give it away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then that's the next thing, because that was the end of what I did yesterday. Oh, Pikachu running. Love that. All right, so what else do we got? That one's last. That one's going to be the hardest one. Great, because I've done so well so far. <laughs> uh, you know what? Fine, we can go with that one. Walk smarter, not harder. Walk smarter, not harder? I can tell you while we were doing cooking time or one of the other segments it's this was like on. no it was yeah. right here in the list of cards so i i can it was a i will give you the small hint right now is it was a green or blue card oh and it's gotta have three power because that was <laughs> three or more power right there's like two that have four so it's three um a green blue one more time with the quote work Walk smarter, not harder. Walk smarter, not harder. It's actually pretty thematic to the image, if you saw the image. I need more. Give me more. It is a blue set one card. Blue set one card. Walk smarter. I feel like if I tell you it has ward, you won't get it. So I will tell you it has ward. <laughs> I won't get it if it has ward? I just don't think you know what you would know what it is. It's not a very played card. That's another really good hint that I feel should have gotten there. <laughs> it turns for two. It is a five-cost inkable 4-3. It is a 4-3. That's rude. That turns for two. I, don't, I can't think of a 4-3 that turns for two. Do you want me to where's give you... My, where's my deck building thing? Uh, you, that's cheating. You can't look. Right. You want me to give you one I, hint that you I'll might never know? never get it. It's, so it's, co it's like subname is strutting his stuff. Pete? No. Who's strutting? I don't know. I, I, I lose. Dave? Really? Nope. Dave. Other Dave. Card. Quack. Where is it? It's not up there. It's a four cost. Oh, it's, a four it's the sleeping... No. It's the mech one. The one with him in the mech. Oh. Walk smarter, not harder. I never would have got that. 
That is that a was the very, one I thought was gonna be the hard very one. Very hard one. So that's the four three Donald. It was sitting war. like right here, and you were like talk about this. I'm like looking at it, like oh god, he's just gonna like start reading flavor texts for fun. It was oh, right there. Wow. Okay. Anyway, let me minimize this again. <laughs> that's sad. Okay, so that <laughs> I I don't even know what the count is, but it's low. Appearances can be deceiving. This is a card you play a lot of. Appearances can be deceiving. It's got to be a. It's got to be a. It was also in that. Oh really? Mm -hmm. That's even worse. <laughs> Any more? Uh, it is a green dreamborn sorcerer from set two. Wow, I feel like that should be enough. A green dreamborn sorcerer from set two. There's a lot of foils of this card. Is it uh, the queen? No. Nope. The, the, with the apple? No. You do have a lot of foils. foils of this card. It's a green card I have a lot of foils with. From set two. And it's not the enchantress. because It it's is not the, the enchantress. Oh, I thought that was not the right cost. It's two cost, one, one. Oh, you didn't give me cost. I did also didn't give you a cost. I don't know. In my, in my mind, it was a three cost. <laughs> you were thinking the queen. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Okay, so Enchantress, I kind of got that. I'll he may it. be hard to follow, but his heart isn't. He may be hard to follow, but his heart isn't. He may be hard to follow, but his heart isn't. I just realized how thematic that is to the movie with the background of this card that I'll point out to you after. Is it Beast? Nope. It is a 5-cost 3-3 three, three that turns for 3. That should give it to you. A five cost three. 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 Oh, it's right. Yeah. Which I, I, I just thought I just thought of the words on it. I realized his little star that he thought was his, the girl that he was into is yeah. in the background of the card. That's really cool. Her feelings are written all over the place. All over the place. Her feelings are written all over her face. All over her face. I just realized I read that wrong. <laughs> oh God. Uh... <laughs> Things are written all over her face. Is it Lady Tremaine? It is a storyborn villain, though. Oh. Mother Gothel. Yep. That's what I meant to say. Which the red, Mother the red one. Yep, okay. That's what I meant to say, but it's I said Lady Tremaine. Don't mistake spirit for skill. Oh, that's also a villain. Nope. Damn it. Storyborn mentor and king. Oh, uh, Benja. Yep. All right, last one. This should be, although I think you read this one earlier. Keep your tempo. That is. You read it when I, you, I, I said Dave. I yeah. read that. That's, I'm that sorry. That was, I thought that would stump you because I'm like, if he really. No, was... actually, I, that's actually one I did know because I remembered when I was putting it in that deck, I was like, wow, this is very straightforward. Yeah. But it's a card about a worm that mostly smokes a hookah. <laughs> and I feel. That plays a saxophone. Yeah. I, I don't know how he's keeping tempo. I feel like he's always in space. But, All right, I did very badly. I, <laughs> started I, out, I gave you the easy ones in the beginning, and it just slowly got... It felt like it was going to be... I have read all of these, but it felt like it was going to be a little easier to recall. Well, you can't look at them. It's a lot tougher. Well, this may be a segment we have to bring back, because yes. I, I feel that I owe myself the service of doing that. Yeah, again, but... maybe we can start a point system like some other fun podcasts. Oh, that's true. To. That would be an interesting kind of little addition. But with that, we are closing out our day after Nightmare After Christmas episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank and you we for will... all of the support we've gotten. Yes, and thank you for a great end of 2023 start of our podcast. And cheers to a great 2024. Yes, and same to that. And I thank you for starting this. I'm having a lot of fun. Yes. Looking forward to uh, keeping this going, guys.